Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things, simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. Thanks for joining in for Concept 8. Today's concept is flowers. I'm here with Kelly Perry. Kelly's an expert in flowers in so many ways that we're going to hear about shortly. Hi, Kelly. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with kind of a weird question, but I, can't, I start a lot of the uh, conversations with this. Sure. What are flowers? Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, there's cells and molecules and all kinds of things that are going on in flowers that go in at all kinds of things. You know, flowers, I feel like, you know, obviously there's the thing that you look at, but mm. I think that they really are messengers of deeper things. Mm. And so there's so many different ways that that, that can be interpreted. And I know that flowers mm -hmm. mean a lot of things to a lot of mm -hmm. different people, but really whenever I think about flowers and what it's all about. I think it comes back to like the thing that's underneath of the thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, flowers are a mess. They're, they're like messengers of love. Yeah, and yeah. And so that's kind of the, I guess, the philosophy or the approach. So that why I do we like them? them so much? Is there something in us that deep down we know that and that's why everybody likes flowers is because we know that they're messengers of love? You why know, do we like flowers? So not to go like super deep straight off the <laughs> no, bat let's, or anything, let's go but, super deep, straight but off the bat. I think that, I think that, well, my favorite flowers are like the daisies and the dandelions. Like whenever mm -hmm. I think about love, it's not a red rose that comes to mind. It's just these simple things that are around us. And I like, you know, flowers on a first date. I think that those flowers are an invitation to a relationship with the one who created them. And so that's, that's what it, that's what I feel like it, it all comes back to yeah. for me with so the flowers. So why did you, so, is that why you got in, got into flowers? No, not at all. I feel like it took a really long time to figure out what they were. And I mean, I haven't been doing flowers for long, um, a long, long time, but when I first started doing flowers, I was, I had just gone through like a pretty painful season of life. I had headaches every single day and mm. I wasn't able to keep doing the job that I was doing or the job that I thought I would do with the rest of my life, which was event planning. And, um, I know it was just, it was one of those things where it was like, well, I'm here and I thought this is what I was going to do, but I can't do that anymore because this mm -hmm. thing happened and like, I hope you have another plan for me, Lord, because that's not working yeah. out and I don't, I don't know what the next thing is. So anyway, um, yeah, flowers kind of came around that time and it was really a, a turning point, I feel like for me in discovering them, I had never thought, oh, I want to have a life with flowers or start a flower business or start three flower business. Like I never thought that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I grew up, my mom has always loved gardening. And so I grew up around that a little bit, but, um, just had never thought about them in that kind of way. But the first moment, I guess, that I had with them was a pot, like yellow or orange poppies on the side of the road. Yeah. And they're like here one day and gone the next. And yeah. the first little tagline for my wedding business philosophy flowers when I got it started was, um, called celebrating today. And I think that's something okay. that flowers give us an invitation to be present in the moment that we're in yeah. instead of, I always lived in this next thing, next thing kind of mindset. Uh -huh. And so flowers were a turning point for me of like, oh, let's be present. 
Let's be Stop here. and smell the flowers. Stop right? and smell yeah. the roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that was a time where I feel like life sort of yeah. like slowed down a little bit. Oh, that's so good. And it was like a new way of discovering the world, like very renaissance kind of This is a theme that's style. come up with a lot of people I've been talking to for this podcast about different forms of art and beauty mm -hmm. and so with coffee or with chocolate it's like all this work and all this time going into something only to be enjoyed for this one brief moment mm -hmm. and how does that make you feel you mm -hmm. know and so this flower it takes i don't know how to really break it down because i don't know all the details but let's just say all winter has been getting ready for this one big moment and then there's this one big moment so talk a little bit about so i want to hear about you mentioned three businesses mm -hmm. I know about two and I want to hear about the third and so I want everyone listening to hear sure. about all three in just a moment but talk about that the idea of when you're presenting flowers for people you're preparing and presenting you're cutting them mm -hmm. and you know that you have made an arrangement that only exists in this small window of time mm -hmm. how does that make you feel yeah so I think it was probably the second year of doing flowers for weddings and I had actually, um, Tim and Amanda Opel were so sweet, like they'd let me come and cut flowers in the woods behind their house and oh, stuff. Right. And so I would um, supplement sometimes if I was like looking for that little something extra mm -hmm. or whatever, but I distinctly remember this one wedding where I was, it was rain, pouring rain, I stepped on a bumblebee, I had like my foot was starting to swell up. Um, I'm like looking for these raspberries in the woods because I just knew that I knew they were there and I knew they were the perfect color and I knew that that's what I needed for the bridal bouquet and this whole thing and at the end of the wedding, you know, it was great and it was this moment but I came back home from delivering the wedding and the whole thing taking place to my compost pile which was piled high with like all the rest of the seasons weddings you know it's like you do them you bring wow. home all the dead flowers you put them on the compost pile and put that on the website homepage. yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> gross because a lot of times i mean sometimes there's flowers that can like have a bit of a longer life but a lot of times with the outdoor events like the flowers have served their, they're just done they just need mm. to die and so anyway i was so just tired in this season of life and um had the the bumblebee and the rain and the raspberries and da da da, da you know the whole yeah. thing and the compost pile and i just was like what am i doing yeah what is this all about and so then that always when you get the get to some of those moments in life um you start questioning things and mm -hmm. am i doing i mean is this even something that what is this and you ask what it's all about and the whys and all those kinds of things and i feel like that was a turning point where it was kind of like there's got to be something underneath this yeah. you know even even deeper and so that's when I started like asking some questions about what that could be like because burnout's mm -hmm. a really real thing mm -hmm. for a lot of people it doesn't matter what your profession is it doesn't there's there's this element of like becoming empty and not filling up again that you just yeah yeah you just end up dry so and that's where I was in that season and that, and that was during that was from your business called philosophy flowers mm -hmm. which was and is a wedding yeah. business, but you've moved away from doing weddings in general, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I just do a couple, just do a couple now. Um, and Team Flower is um, the other business that we have where we're teaching flower arranging courses, like workshops, okay. and then online learning. We have a conference and 
things like and that. And that's teamflower.org if anyone it wants is. to go on and look. Yeah, it's .org. So we have like a bunch of free tutorials and things like that. If you just like flowers and you're like, oh, how do I, how could I arrange these or something? Maybe you could find So I have a challenge for you. you right now. Uh-huh. Knowing this is an audio podcast, mm -hmm. can you teach us how to make a flower arrangement yeah. of some kind right now, realizing yeah. you can't show us any flowers right sure. now. We can't see any colors. Mm. Master, teach us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I, I always talk about it in three layers. If you okay. can kind of imagine like you're putting together a house and there's walls and then, you, you know, there's walls and floors and then you add your big furniture and then you have those little cutesy feathers on the wall yeah. or you know whatever it is there's these like different layers and it's really similar in terms of flower arranging i just call it like the balance layer okay the movement layer like it a and lot. the rest yeah. layer oh yeah and like that's what we want in life too right Love like it. this balance of movement and rest and um this little bit of rhythm and that's what i think is so fun about design the principles of design relate to life in so many different ways um, not just flower arranging, not just interior design. Like there are a lot of life principles that we can draw from these exercises. And um, I think just if you happen to be somebody who's listening that is in some kind of creative industry and you're like, oh, this just feels so shallow. Like, no, like I just really challenge you to like dig for, for whatever might be mm -hmm. underneath of that because beauty is something that's very healing and speaks to people on a level sometimes that words can't. Yeah. And so sounds like you're you're really in in the business of identifying and bring a, bringing about beauty as a demonstration of the nature of God. Yeah. It just so happens to be, be with flowers, flowers. Right? and it can be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can be anything. And so balance tell me more. Balance, <laughs> movement, rest. Yeah, okay. So balance is where we're determining like the shape, the size, the scale of the arrangements. If you can kind of imagine like big branches or something coming out and you're like framing out yeah. The size of it. How do you even know where to begin with that? Oh, you just you just go pick some things and So you're responding to that which you see. You don't you don't envision it before you see something? You can do it both ways. Well, I guess ways. you have a different because sure. you you know what they all look like already. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do it like you can do it front ways, back ways, yeah, okay. all the ways. But for this for this, I think if you can just imagine uh, some kind of like a tree branch or something that has, you know, bark Okay. on it <laughs> right so raw yeah something nasty. something yeah. strong something okay. strong okay. i think is the important That's piece good. there and it doesn't i mean you don't want something that has like massive you know stems or anything sure. just like a quarter inch or less is perfectly fine okay. but um get three of them and put them in a tripod like you would see a camera sitting on so you've got, got one it. to the right and left and it's just this sort of tripod kind of structure. The thing that a lot of people typically do the first time that they do it is they put the tripod like sort of all sticking out. The key is to make sure that these pieces actually touch the rim of the container that you're using. Okay. And when it comes to containers, depending on the style of floral arrangement that you're doing, I find mine tend to go wide and to be loose and gardeny and so you um, want short containers. So then. you want a short container mm -hmm. that's wide and um, you can put like a 
like chicken wire that you would use in your garden. They have it at Lowe's and you mm -hmm. can put it in a ball and okay. put some tape over top and that will help support some of these branches. And you could use a flower frog. You know, there's a bunch of different What's ways What's a flower to do it. frog? That is like a disc of nails. So just imagine like bed of nails and yeah. you're pushing the stems into the bed of nails. Oh. That's yeah. And it keeps them and firmly in place. And it keeps them in, in there. Yeah, so like if you went over to Antiques on Howard, like they would have a flower frog in there that's probably like 100 years old or something. <laughs> so that's what people have been using to arrange flowers. Yeah. That was kind of like the original. Um, I had no idea that, that nails use. were jabbed into the base of the flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to get them to stick in there real good, you have to kind of cut them at an angle. But uh -huh. anyway, so you've got these branches in there. And then what you want to do is cover sort of the the base of the arrangement was something that's flat. So if you can visualize like a hydrangea, you know, they're like real fluffy. So you could put maybe like three hydrangea just everywhere that you put a branch. And okay. so you're covering that bottom section. So that's like layer one, shape, size, covering uh, the Yeah, I would have never remembered to do that. The, it's more, the I think more part. of the top yes. is what you're visioning. That's, right? okay. Yes, most people do. But what that does, that hydrangea that's in there offers support to all of the flowers that will then rise above. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we start with the things that we can see, but it's yeah. the stuff that's just like a couple layers under that's really what supports yeah. everything else. Yeah. And so with the way that they're structured, with having that kind of netting type of shape, they'll support the flowers that are going to rise above. That's awesome. There's a little, little mini sermon in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there totally is. Foundations are so important. Yeah. Um, layer two is about movement. Okay. And so I'm thinking about one of my favorite ways to get some movement in an arrangement is through something called implied line. So if you think about the constellations in the sky and how, you know, one, I'm trying to think, you know, the big dipper and yeah. you like connect the dots sure. to make the dipper. Yeah. Your eyes kind of fill that in. Exactly. Right? So that's what an implied line is in flower arranging too. So I'm thinking about like, okay, where's my flower that has maybe like a strong mid middle like here in Boone like the um black-eyed Susans are along the side of the road yeah. or um maybe if you're a flower connoisseur you've like heard of anemones or something like that you can arrange them in a really interesting line that will take your eye through the arrangement like the stars in the sky and you can kind of connect this picture and um I think that's a really so fun you thing you do. create a shape mm-hmm Based on whatever it is you want it to be. Whatever it, whatever comes to your so mind. The word, so the implied line doesn't have to be a line, mm -mm. but a, a line of think, like where yeah, you look, it could be curved. where it goes. Got it. Yeah, 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 it could be curved. You could kind of go more horizontal or more vertical with it. But yeah, I think generally mine tend to be some variation of a curved line. That's it's awesome. What I yeah. Like. So you're guiding their eyes a yeah, certain direction. You got it. And then the third one is rest. And so that's a place where your eye rests um is this the focal point it could is that be, the same mm -hmm. okay. yeah yeah it could be the focal point so generally like the largest flower in arrangement but you can make an arrangement without a focal point and without an implied line like sure that's what's so fun about the principles of design is that i would argue that we haven't even like discovered all of them yet like yeah. saying that we've discovered everything that there is to know like that's saying yeah. we know everything about god and we right, don't like these right, come right. from him and he used them to create everything and so i just feel like even just experiencing and playing with the principles of design and 
doing different combinations of what we know or whatever of them, I feel like it's a way to, um, I feel like it's a way to get to know a little bit more about mm. God and like that kind of like just brush. Do you um, stick with the principle of three with the movement just like you did with the ba ba um, foundation no, or base? No, I feel like I sort of break out of that. Like in the first layer, it is kind of everything's going in this sort of tripod. And if I'm yeah. doing a lot of color, I'll want like a long flower that's got color in that first layer following the branch. Um, but I, after that, it's kind of a little bit more freestyle for me. Where How do you know a... when it's too busy or not, mm. or not enough, or not enough so, color? I feel like one of the most common things that I see when I'm teaching people is that they love all of the flowers. And so <laughs> they will take like one of every flower and really you only need like three, five, maybe seven flowers to put something together. That's really amazing. And so I think there's just this restraint that's really important with the like busy yeah. aspect of it. But you can do more than one implied line. Like you could do one on the front and then it connects to the back. You know, there's a lot of ways to think about it and do and it. And so Team Flower, you're you're teaching people. You're also kind of sharing ideas with people. And I've talked to you before about this where there's mm -hmm. people from all over the world and you're yeah. kind of, sometimes you're teaching, sometimes they're teaching you mm -hmm. and you're just kind of this, mm -hmm. this um, flowing learning organization or company. Uh, but there's got to be something that anchors. It sounds like what you're describing is like, it's really free, do whatever you want, whatever seems pretty. But there's got to be something that kind of anchors it as, to put it bluntly, there's got to, like, there's a way to really be bad at this, right? Mm. So I think that the, I think that an understanding of the principles of design is the, the key piece okay. and being able to create something that um is well composed for for lack of for lack yeah. of a better word um i think that if you go into it and it's just kind of everything's going in there like it could be better but it's still going to be beautiful because okay. it's flowers right so i feel like no matter what kind of expression or what kind of ingredients or no matter how what length of time you spend like like today i was out and i picked daffodils and i like didn't pay attention to how long the stems were or anything i just put them in a jar in the kitchen and i'm like that's nice yeah you yeah. know so i don't feel sometimes like sometimes it's good to not think about it too much right yeah, yeah you just cut and yeah they're in there now yeah it's good it's just something to enjoy and we don't have to overthink it or just really get ourselves I, I feel like there's this element of like not being attached to the end product that's really important okay. too um because if you look at it and you're like oh but i wanted it to look like duh this mm -hmm. is over here or whatever it's just like it's a process like life is a process and if i wasn't making things that i thought were a little bit you know weird yeah. <laughs> then i wouldn't be learning and I wouldn't be moving. So sure. I still make stuff that I'm just like, Oh, that, you know, new combinations of the elements and principles of design. There's this common thing, like you had mentioned, like the threes thing. Yeah. And so that's a way that I feel like the industry kind of, you made this uniform, like use three and it'll be okay. okay. Um, and there's all kinds of like, quote unquote, like rules out there, but I, I don't feel like the principles of design are necessarily like absolute use, rules use yeah. three yeah. like there's so many ways to interpret mm -hmm. what does what does movement mean you know so it sounds like you it what really matters to you 
your process in this and your internal process while you're doing it. However, your clients are basing it on the final product mm-hmm. or, or they might not really care about your internal process. Yeah. In this. They're like, here's money, make me pretty things. Mm-hmm. And I, they better be pretty. They can't be ugly, but you had a good process mm-hmm. in your mind. Mm-hmm. So there's this end product. Do you ever struggle with it being a business transaction and and it's just like you need to provide this end result for them and that's all it is and it's just going to sit there and they may or may not even look at it or appreciate it mm-hmm. you ever struggle with like i put 20 hours of my soul into making this one thing and you would have thought it was pretty if I put a half hour into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a piece of it. Like there is, and we talk about this sometimes, um, where um, the giving of ourselves part is a is a gift, pure and simple. Like there's no way to put a price tag on that. There's no way to explain that. And a lot yeah. of people, some people can, there have been moments where it's like, oh, they got it, you know? Yeah. But a lot of times it is a business transaction. And um, that's why I have systematized my products for the wedding line so that everything is very uniform and I have a specific recipe of the principles of design that I use uh-huh. like yeah. almost every single time. Got it, yeah, yeah. And so there is this very like, there's a line for me between business and like, I'm here today talking about like Kelly's thoughts about flowers. Like this is, there's no business attachment like sure. to this conversation at all. It's just the, um, it's, I think more in that, that just like Kelly's life with flowers is where I'm really like kind of asking those questions yeah. and like, but that, that then translates into the products that I offer. Of course. So, yeah. I'm There's like, a foundation of your own of what does this artistic expression, what do I want it to be when it's just me mm-hmm. and just me and the flowers? Mm-hmm. And that matters, but then there's a separate but mm-hmm. harmonious process of if, if it's a business transaction. I just was talking to an artist about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, art on her own, just her and the pen and paper is different than if it's a client. Yeah, you know, 100%. Being commissioning her mm-hmm. for something like yeah. that. Yeah, but you still, you still draw from some of those sure. things. And it's obviously, you can't like disconnect yourself from yourself. No. <laughs> but um, it's definitely not like... I think at one point in time for me, it was one of those things where the two were too connected uh-huh. and that wasn't good. I can imagine if you get too connected, then if the client doesn't like the product, then you think they don't like you. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, but I, I create, like I create for God. Like he is the, he's the one who like says like, that's beautiful. Like, good job. Mm. Like, like we've got to separate that. And there's so many different ways and it creeps up and it's like, I never am, like, I'm not perfect at at all. Like, there's always ways that different things creep up. But that is one area that, with the flowers specifically, that I'm just like, not everybody's going to like what I do. And that's okay because, like, I'm not doing it for how many likes I can get on Instagram or how, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's so many things on my phone that have never seen the light of day because it was just like... Let's just create. Yeah. And it goes back to that moment of just simply being there for that one moment, even if it doesn't get seen ever, even. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've thought about often is, you know, my belief in there being a creator 
being responsible for and making all these moments happen with flowers. Yeah. And that most of them are never seen at all by mm. people. Yeah. Ma on Isn't the side so? of on the mm -hmm. side of the hiking trail mm -hmm. yep. in your front yard that you planted, sure. But there are there are million uh, there are thousands of miles mm -hmm. and thousands or millions of acres yeah. of flowers and they yep. open up and no human sees them mm -hmm. and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of go, "Why does it even is that art still?" Mm -hmm. If no one saw it, mm -hmm. it's another, instead of the tree falling in the forest, mm -hmm. it's like, sure. if a flower opens up and no one sees it, is it art? Yeah. yeah. And so I just love that. I love the idea mm -hmm. of the invisibleness of God being displayed in a visible thing on the earth that no one got around to see mm -hmm. and that's still being beautiful and that's still mattering. Incredibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I can identify with that. So to transition from team flower, which is training workshops, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff to... Yep now entering into something I don't know about, which is flower charity, a, yeah, a flower yeah. charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just, we just, um, got the paperwork in for the team flower foundation, which oh. is, um, it's a charity organization. And we're not, we're not a hundred percent sure, like what it will be exactly. But yeah. right now we just provide grant funding for existing floral charities all over. Um, and not even a lot right now. I mean, it's just very small. Yeah. Like we gave away our first grant last month. And um, so we're really excited to be partnering with um, a place in um, Nashville that does flowers for like nursing homes and oh. um, another so one in help Florida. you want to provide like, some resources for them yeah, to be able well, to do they it. Fight, like it's so interesting because like the depression rates and like it's just there some some of these organizations are cultivating places where the residents can actually come and create and make floral arrangements and it gives them um something super fun to do with their hands that's beautiful and i just i love that whole piece like if we can be a part of some of those places that makes me really happy i would love to do classes for children i would oh, love yeah. to um do some kind of like just people maybe who have been through some trauma or something like I would love to have a garden someday where people can come and they can just stay and heal and there's, there's therapeutic yeah properties so I want to so talk about things. this more all right flowers seem to make people happy mm -hmm. I guess unless they have a bad allergy or something <laughs> um Looking at them, smelling them, arranging them, mm -hmm. it's giving them, receiving them. More specifically, do you think that there are certain flowers that evoke certain emotions? And is there a way to track that or is it all abstract and we can never know why these things... Mm -hmm. Again, not, count, not taking into account allergies... Like, I hate this flower because it makes me sick, you know, but just feeling based. Is that a thing? Well, I think that the piece is, is that it's like memories that you had that were associated with a particular flower. And that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. But a lot of people have a 
a connection between like sweet peas and their grandmas uh-huh. and um like me personally like when i think about like marigolds and echinacea and foxglove and delphinium and yellow roses like these are all things that just immediately connect me to my grandfather um who grew all of these different things okay. and when i think of my mom there's impatience and there's hydrangea and there's forget-me-nots and there's these connections that i feel like we have to people through flowers sure um and just generation after generation like there was a dogwood tree outside of my grandparents kitchen window that my dad and grandpa propagated and that lived at my house where i grew up for all those years and then when we moved to boone and i saw that there was a dogwood tree that was in my yard i was just kind of like this like i'm home like we're all here i get that you know i get that so it's kind of fun um to see things that they're markers of time. Like my birthday is tomorrow actually. And Hmm. the dogwood tree always blooms on my birthday. And so for me, that's kind of like this time of, Oh, it's blooming again. And, um, just a time of reflection about the year and I didn't even mean for this to happen, but the whole, I I should have just led with maybe a too cheesy to lead with, but the April showers bring May flowers. It's May 1st when we're recording this. I'll Uh probably post it in a few days. Sure. Your birthday's in May. Mm -hmm. There's something going on there. The flower lady's birthday's in May. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell us a story Mm -hmm. about when you arranged flowers and it made someone happy. Mm. Oh, boy. You sure you have a thousand of those stories? Well, I'm I'm like, what's the one that translates into like... A good story. Um, this is so simple, I feel like, but last year I had, and this is something all of us, all of us can do. You can do it. Um, yeah, I'm going to try whatever you, this is. Okay. <laughs> I, I put, we'll see, maybe, uh, depending yeah, on what you're about to you, say. You, can, you <laughs> and Kimberly can totally, can totally do it. Um, the girls can do it. Okay. Um, I had bought some pansy seeds and they're a Uh a pretty big seed and you just poke it into the ground and give it a little bit of water so that it's seed coat knows that, Hey, it's safe to come out and grow now. And, um, so I had some of these pansies that came up and one day I just was out doing my little morning walk in the garden and that's something that I just love so much. You can't have a morning walk in the garden unless you have a garden. Uh Everybody needs just a little, even if it's just a little thing to go out and see what's new today. Um, But there was this um, little pansy that had come up and it was like a chocolate brown and it smelled like chocolate. Like I had Mm. never, I was like, what? Yeah, that's awesome. It was so awesome. Um, So I carried it around with me through the yard, and then I had an errand to run, so I just popped it on the dash and, you know, started to go into town. And um, I stopped to see a friend real quick, and I just thought, oh, I think I can give this, like, pansy to my friend. And it was just, it was, like, one of those things that just kind of, like, shifted the moment a little bit. And um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about flowers, if it's just the, the sweetness of them or just the that maybe we don't pay attention to these things that are around us all of the time because it's just not on our mind. But there yeah. are flowers, like we've been given flowers every, like they're, they're there even in the wintertime. They are there I'm amazed for at how many pretty flowers them. are in the midst of concrete mm-hmm. and they just wildly are there. That's what I love. Like, well, the first part, I, um, I put together a book in the first 
part of it, I'm talking about daisies and dandelions and like how they are like the love of the creator. And it doesn't matter if you have the most beautiful manicured garden or you are just walking down the street between a sidewalk. Like it is, it is for, it is for everyone. They pop up everywhere. And that's how it is with the love of the creator. Like there is nothing, like there's nothing that can separate us from that. It doesn't matter where we go. Like they're there. They find a way to come through the crack, to enter in the garden, even though they've been plucked and plucked and plucked and plucked, like wow. they still come through. And there's just, I, I think that's why I'm so attached to them. There's a house down on King Street that I call the Dandelion House. And <laughs> I don't think anyone even, I don't think anyone lives in it. But there's like these tiered gardens in the front yard. It's just like, it is filled with dandelions and some people might walk by that and think like oh the weeds or whatever yeah. there was a time when i would have walked by that yeah. and thought oh the <laughs> they really need to put some weed killer in there or something um but now it's like the house of dreams to me it's like every seed represents this promise and I just, I'm, I can't like take my eyes off it when I drive by. It just makes me, I feel very connected to like that place. And when the dandelions were in full bloom in the front yard this morning, like I blow the seeds everywhere because I want like more of them. Sure. My neighbors are probably like, what are yeah. you doing over there? What right, are right. you doing over there? But um, yeah, that yellow glow and those, it's, it's just like, you know, the wispy seeds of, of wishes. They invite us to dream bigger dreams yeah. and to... Um, yeah. Think See about where it. the wind blows Think. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're writing a book or you've written a book? So this is my Staples book. The black Staples and, version. Black of and the, white okay. copy of printed off my computer. What's it called? Right now it's called Philosophy Flowers, Reflections on Time, Love, and Life. But I feel like I need a better title. Maybe it's Messengers of Love. I don't know. But I don't actually don't. I have no idea. But I just felt like I was supposed to write it all down. And so yeah. I did. And it was such a fun process. But I don't know anything about... I don't know anything about books. I don't know anything about... I mean, I, I just I don't know anything about any of that. But I just... Maybe sometime later it will be like well, you've done something the, that'll be cool. The most important <laughs> and by far the hardest part, you've written it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. I'm proud of you. That's exciting. Thanks. It's hard to get something that's in your mind and heart out on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. But we talk about dandelions just straight away. First first flower in the first flower in the book. Yeah. <laughs> dandelions and daisies. That's fantastic. Oh, so fun. You said something earlier I want to circle back to before we finish, and mm -hmm. that is this I I can't remember how you said it, but the reality of the compost pile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know how to ask a question based on it, but I felt like it was significant mm -hmm. of in life and obviously literally with flowers, but in life there's, there are these moments that are the beautiful when you've made the bouquet and you have that wonderful moment and you feel affirmation and it's, yeah. it's blooming, but a lot of life is also just there. And then it's on the compost pile. Mm -hmm. How do you emotionally wrestle with that? Mm -hmm. How has how how have flower arrangements helped you focus on beauty and also focused on or dealt with the compost piles in your life mm -hmm. <laughs> to to super cheese ball it 
Yeah. What are the compost piles in your life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, compost piles are, are a representation of like the promise of tomorrow, right? And yeah, you grow stuff out of the yeah, compost pile. Yeah, that's the pile. wonderful irony of it all is yes. just that it's death and dying and it represents life to come, right? Yes, exactly. And when I first got started, I wasn't growing flowers very much. And now that's very much a, a part of like the rhythm of my life. It's like, okay, it's time to start the seeds. And I feel like um, incorporating that whole process into it has, has the whole cycle of it instead of just like seeing the flower pretty much at the end of its life when it's bloomed or whatever. And then, um, you know, on its way out, I feel like watching the whole process has been really satisfying for me. And yeah, I think that's just it. I think that seeds planted, it takes quite a bit of patience to see it come forth, but it's, there's always a time to let go. Mm -hmm. And that's just a good yeah. reminder that yeah. sometimes things come to an end and it can yeah. make your heart sick for a little bit, or you can, um, think about what you're going to plant next yeah. and get it started See, again. Yeah, it's the way seasons are. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So help us with simplifying this. You've actually already given us some very simple, practical ideas about the arrangement, but let's close with tell me or tell us something really simple we can do to be flower people, to get more into this. And so, mm. uh, I've heard that you shouldn't plant things before Mother's Day, but maybe that's vegetables. Well, oh boy. Okay, so I will just say that if you'd like to get started doing flowers, yeah, you should just start with a zinnia. Okay, here we go. A zinnia. A zinnia. And all you need to do is clear a little bit of soil or a flower pot and make sure that there's no weeds in it. Okay. Okay. So that's step one. And then you want to take a hose that has a mister on it. So you don't want like the nozzle with like all this soaking, soaking water. You just want a mist. You want to make sure your soil's moist and you miss the top of it. And then you put the seeds in there according to the packet. And so it's a long skinny seed. So I just sort of push the whole seed down in. I can still see a little bit of the top of it, but not a whole lot. All right. Um, so it's mostly all under the soil, and then you're just going to mist it again. And Do you then... cover the hole? Nope. You said, because then it tells, mm -hmm. suggests that it... It's okay. like, hey, it's time, it's time to go. Um, but for just like a week, you need to keep an eye on it and just make sure that it stays moist. And you'll start to see them about a week to 10 days, depending. They'll come up. And then um, you just keep an eye. You don't want to over, over water it. But if you can touch it and it feels moist, that's... That's the key right there. You don't want it to feel that it's like sopping wet or dripping yeah. or anything like that. Um, you don't want to see any kind of cracks like a desert would look like cracks mm -hmm. in the earth. That's not a good sign at all. So both of those things, overwatering and the cracks in the earth will, um, yeah, just cause it to either rot the roots out or it will just get too hot. Does it ever rain so much that it rots the roots out? Not often. No, I don't feel like I can't something. really control that. Really. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. can't control it a lot. Um, so that's but okay. But rainwater is different than your like water that you would water it with. There's like more nitrogen in it. Uh huh. More. So whenever you see like after it rains, everything's like really nice and bright and green. There's nutrients in the water from rain of that are course. different. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I save rainwater sometimes. Yeah. And just 
you know, I'll, if I know it's going to rain a lot, I'll yeah. put out the wheelbarrow and I'll be like, this is the gold one. Yeah, it's got you know? this, the like, stuff this in special it. special stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, you'll just watch them come so up that, and in about 60 that's a simple days, thing. you'll have 60 days? About 60. And when, when is it a good time to start this? Or when is it a bad time to start this? Yeah, so um, zinnias are, um, they don't, they can't tolerate any kind of frost whatsoever. So, so that comes you, back to, in Boone at least, the whole Mother's Day theory. Yes. If you want to be really safe, I mean, you just have to look at the weather. It can be different from year to year. But I mean, if you plant them on June 1st, you'll have flowers in two months okay. and through the rest of until it frosts. So for those fall. of you out there listening, you think you can do it, mm -hmm. get some mazinia seeds, mm -hmm. <laughs> clear out the soil, get rid of the weeds, Yeah. water it first water with the mister. first. Mm -hmm. Poke the hole mm -hmm. with the seed so you can barely see the top mm -hmm. of the seed. Mm -hmm. Make sure that it gets watered enough so it's not deserty, cracky looking, but don't overwater it. 60 days, they'll flower, flower. Mm -hmm. but you'll see growth before that and stuff coming out in about 10 days. Mm -hmm. Then you can you can see Kelly one day and you can be like, yeah, so this year my azinias were pretty good. And you can sort of... <laughs> and I'll be yeah. so, so happy for you. It's really yeah. exciting to experience that. It's amazing. Like, they'll get to be like three or four feet tall, sometimes wow. taller. Like, just in this short period of time, which is really a miracle in But then, itself. back to what we said earlier, then there's this moment. Mm -hmm. You've worked so hard, or maybe not worked hard, but you've seen it for a couple months. And then yeah, you have a moment where you might go. cut it. Yeah. And then you make it into this beautiful thing. So it's you're sad because you cut it. Mm -hmm. Then you're happy because you've arranged it. Mm -hmm. And then you're sad because it goes in the compost pile. Mm -hmm. But then the compost pile helps bring nutrients for the Xenias next, next year, year or for something next yeah. year. Yeah. Circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it so is. I will say real quick with Xenias, whenever you're working with them like as a cut flower, there's this thing where it's like you want to leave it on the plant but a lot of times we leave it on the plant too long and they're like, but it didn't last in the vase because, so just cut them as soon as it opens the whole way, like just be cognizant of cutting them a little bit earlier okay. than you may think, uh -huh. but you can cut them at any time. It's just a matter That's of like how long will it last Sort of like fruit when it's ripe, almost yes. ripe kind of thing. Yes. And then it kind of ripens the rest Although of the way really, inside or whatever. Although really fruit is flowers, they're... Right? Like, yeah. The, so there was a flower that happened before the Yeah, fruit. yeah. Yeah. That is amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. This is so helpful. I've got, I've grown some vegetables, but I've never actually grown flowers intentionally. We've done, I've done the wildflower toss and mm -hmm. hope for the best thing. Mm -hmm. But I now have a practical thing I can do. Yes. And I was talking to Kimberly the other day and she wants to have a little... Yeah. butterfly garden yeah. and flowers and food really like each other so there's this whole branch of like companion planting that you can look into where it's like the flowers help the vegetables the vegetables help the flowers and it's really nice so little we could google companion planting, planting. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay so fun cool. all right so we got some practical things about flowers so you can go to teamflower.org or if you see kelly around town you can just talk to her yep <laughs> sure can. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thanks everybody for joining in for Concept 8 Flowers. And you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things.